Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Last Factor Podcast. What is up, lacrosse fans? You are watching another episode of the Lax Factor Podcast, and we are on the Big Five O. And we're going to do a two-part podcast for this. I'm going on vacation this week, so in this first part, we're going to talk about the PLL playoffs uh, from this past weekend. I already talked about the Friday night game, and we're going to talk about the next games. Eh, who cares? Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, my Tawartan favorites. I'm going to start doing a thing where I field questions, and one of uh, the questions that people had after I did the last podcast with the returning point leaders was, what about you know this guy and that guy? I think the two guys that they brought up were um, uh, Michael Sowers and uh, Jeff T or something like that, or maybe it was Gray. Uh, so I want to just talk quickly about, you know, guys that I think are going to be the Twarton favorites for next year. It's not going to include everybody, but it's going to include the obvious choices uh, that'll be included. And then we're going to get into the one that I've wanted to do, uh, the goalies, the top five returning goalkeepers for uh, 2020 as well. So we got three big topics, PLL, Twarton favorites, top returning goalies. We're going to break it up into two parts. Uh, the, the part you're seeing now is part one that'll be released today, Thursday, and the uh, I'm on vacation all next week. So part two, I'm going to make you wait, and you're not going to see part two of this podcast until Thursday of next week. So we'll do part one today. You're watching it. Part two next Thursday. It will drop at about 11 uh, a.m. next Thursday, and then the week after, we're going to get into our bigger schedule, and I'll have blog posts and announcements to get into that. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. The best way you can help us out if you've enjoyed this podcast in any way is to share this with your friends, share it on your Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Just get the word out that this is out here. And then the second way that you can support us is to go to laxfactor.com. You can get yourself some swag. Here is a, I have a huge short collection. So I think I'll probably do a video at some point just showing you all my crazy dye sublimated shorts. Uh, but we we have shorts that you can buy on the website. Go to laxfactor.com. We've got t-shirts, shorts, and all of that. And that's another way that you can support uh, the podcast. There will also be a link in the description below to the accompanying blog post that will host the audio version of this. So if you prefer to listen to the podcast, you can listen to the audio version. Link will be in the description. And you can also just go to, the, to our website uh, via the link in the description, view the blog post that accompanies this video. And then eventually this will have part one and part two in it in the link below in the description. I digress, though. Let's get into it. First thing I wanted to talk about, PLL playoffs from last weekend. Friday was awesome. I, I did a whole podcast about that because I watched Friday's game. I finished excited by the end of it. I was yelling during the game. I was pumped. It was a great game, and the energy was high because this, was, this, this game meant a lot in the general scheme of things. Saturday's games, not so much, and I found it. I didn't make it through the first quarter before... The fact that these teams aren't winning and going home uh, kind of occurred to me like, oh, hey, wait a minute. This, these games don't really fully matter uh, today. Not like a normal American, you know, red-blooded American playoff series normally goes down. You, you lose and you are done. And I got bored. I did. I got bored. I, it, it's one of those deals where I'm trying to be honest with how I feel about the PLL. 
um, just because it's it's this is how I've always felt about pro lacrosse to a degree. The PLL is winning, and so far for me, I'm not. I I, I haven't even covered the MLL outside of like one or one or two episodes so far. The PLL has won my attention, and I think that they are going to be the league that wins it in the end. Um, but it's, I'm still not fully on board, and and I'm trying to be. That's the that's the weird thing about this is I'm trying. I'm sitting down fully expecting. Hey, I got you know a beer in hand. Um, you know, sitting on the back porch, kids are playing and I'm getting ready to watch a lacrosse game. And then I get distracted by something stupid and that wins my attention over this. So it's not my fault. It's yours, PLL, but you're trying. And, uh, I think that in the end you will win me over. So it, it was just that while the players may care about this new playoff structure and format and, and the whole, uh, play to get the top draft pick and, you know, you get two chances to get into the finals. If you're, you know, one of the top two teams, I, I it, it was just lost on me come come Saturday, and I did not continue to watch it through the weekend. And I'm going to be totally honest, and this is going to really make me look bad. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you off hip at this moment who is playing this weekend to get into the finals. That's how badly they lost my interest after the excitement of Friday's game. So, yes, I feel... A wee bit bad about that, but not really. And partly I'm cramming for work. I'm going on vacation. So I've got a whole, you know, 10 day vacation coming up. So I had a brutal last two weeks work wise, just trying to keep up and get ahead and all that crap. So that may play into it a little bit, but I did, they did lose my, lose my attention over the weekend. Uh, but what are you going to do? So this weekend I will watch. I'll be watching from Florida. So I will watch the game, uh, the semis this weekend, and then I'll watch the finals. I believe I'll be in Florida actually for the finals also. So uh, it will be interesting. And, and I'll, I'll do a podcast when I get back about the, you know, kind of recapping the whole PLL season and everything that has gone down. Also, we're going to come up uh, while I'm on vacation. I'm going to come up with a more formal schedule and list of shows. So we're going to have the regular Lax Factor podcast, which is going to cover a little bit of pro and a little bit of college together. I'll always break those up into two parts on YouTube and put those up moving forward. And then when it comes to putting it on our website, what we're going to start doing is we'll put the full podcast on our website the day that we record it. And then on YouTube, we'll put it up in two parts. So that will be one of the advantages for people to watch it on our website is you get to watch the full podcast uh, moving forward starting October 1st. You get to watch the full thing all in one shot come October 1st on our website. On YouTube, it will always be released in two parts, part one, and then a couple of days later, part two. YouTube, it just, YouTube doesn't do as well with the really long 30-minute videos. Uh, so if we break it up, it, you know, one of them will end up flopping. Usually the pro one flops and the college one does well. So we're going to keep doing that moving forward. Jumping topics now. We get into the one that I've, I've, I'm excited to talk about a little bit. And I'm glad that somebody had, uh, had posited this question in the uh, the points, the returning point scorers post was the Twarton favorites. Who do I think are going to be the Twarton favorites? This is a lot less who do I think are going to be the Twarton favorites and a lot more just the obvious Twarton favorites. So one I didn't put in my list for some reason, because I really just went through and did the, the stupid obvious ones, uh, is, is Michael Sowers. Michael Sowers, he will always be on the list. And the uh, Sowers and Teat, specifically Jeff Teat, they're the guys who are going to be held back by their team season. Um, Sowers, Princeton's had a rough go of it for a while now, and the Ivy is brutal and it's not getting any easier. So Princeton didn't have a great season last year. They're not likely to have a great season this year, although they return a lot of guys and a lot of talent and, and you have Michael Sowers on your team. So Sowers will obviously be one of the favorites throughout the season. Will he make it to the point that he's a finalist? I think that really depends on how does Princeton do. If Princeton can take one of, you know, the one or two spot in the Ivy through the season, 
I think that Sowers has a very good chance of, of actually being a finalist. I mean, I dare say that Sowers may very well be the best attackman in the country. He's certainly one of the best all-around attackmen in the country. Um, but he, 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 you definitely, it, it's one of those deals where if you got to pick between Michael Sowers and Grant Amet, you better think about that. If you don't, if you just take Grant Amet just like that, you're only paying attention to statistics and you don't really, you're not really paying attention to anything, uh, regarding the players and their skills. Sowers is every bit as solid as Grant Amet. He's every bit as solid as anyone in the country. I'm not going to try to say one's better than the other. They're both super solid uh, attackmen and uh, very capable. So Sowers, he's going to be one of the favorites, but and he'll be on the list all year, but will he you know, be a finalist and have a chance to win? It's really going to come down to how does Princeton do? Jeff T. Cornell, same exact scenario. The kid's legit. 34 goals, 36 assists last year, which you know, actually I thought he would end up in the 90s to 100s last season. He loses his roommate and line mate, uh, Peterson. So who knows what Cornell's season is going to look like, but he's, he's another one, one of the best attackmen in the country. He reminds me a lot of Ryder Garnsey, not in the sense that he plays like Garnsey. I mean, just in the sense that he's always good for scoring a crazy goal. He's really a really difficult guard uh, because he can feed and dodge score goal. He can score a goal or, or Merkia with a cross field pass with the best of them. He's quick. He, but more, more importantly, he's a, he goes balls out kid hustles, kid picks up ground balls, kids great in transition. So T he's going to be one of the leading guys all year long. Uh, the question becomes, how does Cornell do? Cornell's going to have to do well for him to have an actual shot at being a finalist and, and winning that, that damn award. And uh, we move on to Chris Gray. He was, he was uh, you know, on the list all year last year as well, put up 100-plus points. His problem is going to be, I, I bet you, I, I don't know this for sure, and, and one of the things that I, I, I said in an, a previous podcast was that Gray probably won't equal his point production from his uh, sophomore year or from last year while at Boston U., and um, it's just because UNC, I mean, UNC's highest highest scoring returning score, I think, from last season has 35 points. So UNC didn't fill it up at all. And I'm not sure that that was a product of not having guys that aren't capable. I mean, they were very capable offensively. They were almost as talented as anyone. I think they just lacked that next level um guy that's going to get them you know into the playoffs past the quarterfinal round very similar to a Syracuse last year Syracuse was just lacking they they had all of the pieces they needed last season they were just lacking that one guy who every time he steps on the field he is 100% the best player you know Syracuse had scenarios where they stepped on the field and the best player on the field was on their team that happened quite a bit last year but there were games where their player wasn't the best player on the team. And, and you, you know, you add Scanlon, you give guys like Tromboli and, uh, and, and you got Dordovic and, and a bunch of the other guys that are returning um, Curry. And you end up having a scenario now where yes, uh, you, you may Scanlon, you may have a, a Syracuse has a much better chance of having the best player on the field moving into next year. And now you, North Carolina more often than not, they're going to have the best player on the field on their team. So maybe they mold the offense to fit Gray, and maybe Gray puts up 110 points again, or, or I think that was about what he had. But maybe Gray does put up 100 points uh, this season because they, they they shaped the system around his talents, which he's completely worthy of doing that. Or if he's going to fall in line, um, then he may have to you know pretty much deal, score 85 points, and that may hurt his chances at a Twarton. But it, once again, it just comes down to how does UNC do? Um, the other two guys, I'm going to lump these two guys together because they're both not going to win, uh, or they're both not going to end up finalists, I don't think, but one of them very well could, and it just depends on how the season goes for that guy, is uh, Matt Moore or 
Michael Krause. They're both going to be on the list all season long. Matt Moore, I think, had the edge, obviously, last season. He had an incredible season. Hold on here. Real quick, I'm going to move this table, and i got to shut my phone up. i got an alarm going off here. So, hey, this is the first time you guys have got to see what I'm wearing. I always joke around about how sometimes I'm in underwear, and you can see here, I'm not in underwear fully here. What is going on? i got an alarm going off on my phone. We're going to keep it quiet here. All right, so I'm back. So what happens here is I forgot what I was talking about. I was talking about Matt Moore and Krause. So either one of them could end up uh, getting be, becoming a finalist. If Virginia makes it back to the Final Four, I think one of those two, depending on the seasons they have in 2020, ends up being a Twarton finalist uh, for sure. I'm trying to get my table back to right. Um, but I don't think they they both will, and that's reasonable. I guess it happened with the the Thompsons at Albany, but I just I don't think you're going to see a repeat of that. But both of them are going to be really solid. Both of them will be on the list all year long, and then I think as long as UVA makes it back to the finals, one of them will end up being a finalist. TD Erlen, you got to throw Erlen in there. If any midfielder is ever going to win this damn award, TD again. I mean, midfielders have won it in the past, but not in a long time. It's been an attackman's award more recently. For people who get mad about the fact this is an attackman's award, you just think about youth lacrosse and you think about usually the best players on your team coming up when you're in youth, even through high school. Usually the best players do tend to play offense. You're going to end up finding, you know, the the best player on maybe every three teams or four teams is going to be a defender, goalie, or a midfielder. Um, and but the older you get, guys really do settle into offensive roles, and the, the players that have the the the, the deepest skill set in terms of stick skills and IQ. Often they become attackmen, and I think that's partly why you see attackmen win. I don't think it's a the, the the committee's stupid. They don't like defensemen. They don't know lacrosse. I think it really just comes down to attackmen often are the biggest game changers. Attackmen often are the best players on the field overall, and I think that's why they end up winning this award. Um, but Erlen, it could change that. Erlen changes the game that much by dominating at the faceoff X. So once again, like all these other guys, depending on how Yale does, if Yale makes it back to the semis, Erlen has a very good chance of being a finalist and winning this award, especially if Yale can win a national championship. Give it to the kid. Because if Yale wins a national championship next season, it will not be solely because of him. But just like last year, I think Ryan Conrad was by far the most valuable player in the country. And without him, Virginia does not win the finals. You make the same argument about um, Erlen. He's not going to be the guy that wins it for them totally because they have a really good team. And they've got guys like um, like Jackson Morrill and, and Gaudet and, and um, you name it. But... Erlin is Erlin, and without him, they don't they don't make it to the to the quarters possibly. So TD Erlin, I think, has a really good chance. And then just like last year's award was pretty much Pat Spencer's from the beginning of the year to the end to win or lose. This coming up season, twenty twenty, the Twarton Award is is uh, Grant Ament's for sure to win or lose. Grant Ament is the guy, and uh, he, it's just one of those deals where if he puts up one hundred twenty five points. And Penn State makes it back to the semis. I think that Grant Amet wins it, unless he loses to one of the other finalists in the finals of the semis. But I think even losing in the semis, I think Grant Amet um, wins this award. And I think that even losing in the quarters, he could potentially still win this award. That's the reality of it. So there's that. That's the first segment, though. So uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is next. And you can come back a week from today. Uh, next Thursday, we'll put part two up, which is going to talk about the the top five returning goalkeepers for 2020. Uh, as always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. 
and um, all that good stuff. And share this video with your friends. Go to laxfactor.com and get some swag. But that is ends segment one. And now I'm going to begin segment two. So if you want to watch segment two, come back next week on Thursday, 11 a.m. We'll put segment two up. <laughs>